Hey everyone, welcome back to my little podcast thing. Um, first of all, I just want to say thank you to everybody who has given a listen so far. Um, last time I checked, it seemed that it was 13 people that listened, which is significantly more than I was expecting. So thank you so much, sincerely, for giving it a listen. I'm hoping that people will be interested in listening again. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll see. um as far as the name actually i did want to just talk about that real quick um i don't know if i'm going to be keeping the name that it currently is or if i'm going to change it at some point later um but i kind of just had to think of it on the spot because uh anchor the app that i use to like record and post and stuff um was just like asking me to come up with a name before i could post anything and just kind of came to me on the spot um in case people don't recognize it um it's from mean girls so there's a scene where like regina um does like an attack call on katie and she's like oh like i know your secret um talking about um knowing she has a crush on Aaron, i think and then katie's like all nervous and she's like what what are you saying about (laughs) and i just always thought it was really funny um and yeah i just used it on the spot i don't know um but yeah i hope you guys will give this episode a listen as well and i guess i'm just gonna oh i also want to (laughs) say um i intended to actually record this yesterday sunday um but as you might have seen from my twitter i got a little too high and i hadn't really eaten anything in a while and so i was like out for a few hours and then once i finally felt like the strength to be normal again it was like 7 p.m i think and i was no longer in the mood to record and then go back and edit and do all that you know but i'm hoping that moving forward i will be recording and hopefully posting every sunday um but yeah we'll see i don't know you know life comes at you fast but yeah let me just get started um there was one thing i actually really wanted to talk about this for this episode but i'm actually going to save it for the near future it's something that i will be talking about soon but not quite yet and when the time comes i will probably explain a little better as to why not yet but yeah so in light of that what i wanted to talk about today was oh my god i'm blanking right now and i know what it is um oh well for one obviously something that we've all been talking about for like the past year um and i sometimes sometimes even i feel kind of like tired of this topic and yet at the same time i have to acknowledge that it's something that we're all going through still like actively you know like it's not over as much as so many people want to pretend like it is um 
But yes, obviously I'm talking about COVID. And specifically, I want to talk about COVID and California just because, you know, I live in California and that's really all that I can speak to as far as like um, my lived experience. Um, But (sighs) first, what comes to mind is that California is going to be sending out $600 checks to people who make uh, $30,000 or less um, a year. And I just think that's so fucking ridiculous. Like, first of all, California is such an expensive state as it is. To add to that, like the expensive cities like San Francisco and L.A., that $30,000 is nothing here already. And like the fact, oh my God, like I just can't, I just can't believe that that was genuinely their threshold, $30,000. Like that's still nowhere near what people need to live and survive in California. And it's just fucking infuriating that, oh my God, I just can't. On top of that, you know, already the whole conversation about stimulus checks on the federal level, whether we're going to be getting them or not. And it's just fucking ridiculous. Like, I'm so tired of seeing on Twitter all these politicians asking like, oh, what would a stimulus check mean for your family? Or like making all these like tweets about how yeah americans deserve this and that and it's just like so do it give it to us give us the money like why i saw somebody say uh so beautifully like that basic like the way that they're treating these tweets is like they want us to like expose all our trauma to them in order to be seen as deserving of these checks you know it's like they're turning it basically into like a scholarship application kind of thing and i was like damn that's such a good fucking point because seriously and and that's really the thing like these politicians truly get off on our fucking trauma or something it seems like like i just don't (sighs) anyway back to california specifically it's been weird because you know um i know we're definitely lucky here in many ways like i think as far as like masks um and certain regulations you know have been uh utilized here that weren't in other states you know like florida for example um and that's definitely helped in not spreading the disease so much obviously but at the same time that's not enough that's not good enough you know because what they could have slash should have been doing all along is kept everybody home paid everybody to stay home and closed everything only kept open actually essential businesses you know, but like even even in California, like outdoor dining started happening like pretty soon after lockdown, you know, um, and 
I just continue to see people not take it seriously and it's so wild too because it's like people are only not taking it seriously because it's not the people directly around them that are dying which i i just don't personally i don't understand how people can live with that lack of empathy basically um like and and then also or or also thinking that like because you aren't seeing people directly die it means that it's a hoax or something like i've i've heard so many people like genuinely question the validity of everything that's going on and whether like covid is actually uh you know killing people i guess and it's just so fucking wild to me like how can people actually tell me that they doubt it, that this is happening? You know, like how can people, why, why does it take tragic? Like, why does it take tragedy for people to take things seriously like this? And to add to that, you know, the whole mass thing like oh my god like yeah california definitely from what i've heard like from other people california is doing better california residents are doing better about wearing their masks but i personally as somebody who works you know like who has to leave their home to go to work during all of this, I still see so many people not wear their mask properly. Um, or people going out in groups to do things like essential shopping, you know. Um, people feeling the need to stand together in said groups despite being in buildings that clearly state everybody has to be six feet apart like i just don't understand like it's crazy it's so wild to me how minor inconveniences are not worth people's lives to some people but that's genuinely what it boils down to And also seeing people talk about how, you know, it's okay for them to travel because, you know, well, we all have to move on with our lives. We all have to keep living, blah, 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 blah. And it's just like, no, 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 no. No, what this boils down to is you being selfish. You don't care about what happens to other people. You don't care about how your actions will create consequences for others you know and it's just i don't know like it's crazy how people will really do all these mental gymnastics to find a way to excuse their behavior in this pandemic to excuse their behavior that is endangering other people that is you know creating a risk for other people that's directly like harming other people to and and make it okay because like they they have this it, i mean what it really comes down to is really this individualistic mindset that capitalism has bred in our country part, 
particularly, you know, like there's really no sense of community in this, in this capitalistic society, but I don't know, like despite knowing where it all comes from, it's still so hard to witness and be like, yeah, that's legitimate, you know, like it really isn't because it really isn't, it isn't and just yeah um but you know um i'm i am seeing at least more people who are willing to get the vaccine like i feel like more people are talking about it at at least i thankfully am witnessing more people talking about it in a positive way you know encouraging others to get it when they are able to um although i will say it's still bullshit that like currently the i believe that the current like guidelines for people who qualify for the vaccine is either being in a in a industry that like makes you high risk or whatever or I don't know like what the correct term is but you know basically like being healthcare workers um I think I've seen educators are getting them too at least some um and then like seniors but it should have been based on like a personal like risk you know like people with autoimmune diseases and stuff people who uh, have a higher risk of complications from covid should have been the priority and i know that a lot of people tried to um you know um write write and call and whatever uh to gavin Newsom to get him to acknowledge this but it clearly seems like gavin Newsom doesn't give a fuck so you know surprise there um but yeah i don't know i mean not to sound pessimistic or anything but honestly it's just really hard to stay positive through all this and i know that there is a light at the end of the tunnel but i don't like the issue isn't about whether we're gonna get through this or not like as humanity yeah we will but how many lives are we going to lose along the way is really the issue, especially when all of these lives don't have to be lost. Like they don't actually like people, everyone can be saved or at least like the effort, like the possibility for the effort is there. But our government and our capitalistic society chooses to not do it that way it's actively choosing to put profit over lives and that's the issue here you know um yeah i mean i don't know like it's and it's really frustrating too to see so many other countries like sometimes it feels like rub it in our faces you know be like yeah look at us like we're all back to normal if only you would all wear your mask and it's true it's true that there is definitely some fault on the citizens um on people who have chosen to not take this seriously but 
at the end of the day, for sure, like this could have all been solved by simply paying people to stay home, you know, instead of trying to keep things open, keep things normal, as they want to say, you know, when it's like nothing is absolutely fucking normal at all. Like everything's a fucking shit show because of everything that's going on, you know? So who knows what will continue to transpire in regards to this but i can only hope that things will get better you know at least at least that community will grow stronger because i know we can't rely on the government to acknowledge, start acknowledging our humanity or our needs you know so what we really have to do is just grow as a community and grow in our support of each other and I definitely do think that that's happening but I have just yet to find the right place for me I guess I don't know (laughs) that was a long pause (laughs) you know um there was something else that I wanted to talk about as well um about something that happened earlier this week on Twitter and I don't want to talk about the particular um incident because it's not my place but um, some things were said around this incident that made me think about something else. Um, and trigger warning, I am going to be talking about um, drug use and drug addiction. Um, so, you know, just, just so you know. Um, but yeah, so like just something that's been catching my eye a lot recently. And I mean... I've been reflecting on this a lot in the past couple of years. Um, You know, drug use is something that I've been changing my perspective a lot over the years, Um, especially since, you know, growing up, I did not have the best perception of drug users. Um, And this was all based off what my mom you know, raised me thinking based off her experience, um, with drug use and her family and stuff. Um, but it was all very much biased in a way that she clearly did not understand the reasons behind why her family members may have experienced this. Um, And so, you know, over the years, I also came to, or I personally came to this conclusion, you know, like I came to this realization that I had been raised with a very biased and unempathetic and uneducated, honestly, perspective around drug use and drug users um, and drug addiction as well. You know, um, I think a lot of us, were raised to see drug addiction 
as a personal shortcoming, as a personal flaw, as um, a reflection of something bad within a person. Um, Because, well, I mean, really our society constantly encourages us to see things like this. Um, But I've definitely come to the realization that this is not accurate at all you know like somebody struggling with drug use isn't a personal downfall but really like just the result of something else um sometimes you know um systematic or systemic uh issues that are happening um that directly affect a person um and also you know like it's also about i i don't know if if it's like neurological is the right word but you know like everybody every body literally every body is wired differently and some bodies are more prone to addictive personalities than others are And so, like, um, for example, um, also earlier this week, a professor or uh, there was this, like, article posted about this professor who said that he uses heroin um, recreationally. And um, I actually did not read the article or anything, um, but... I saw all the like responses to that and how how many people were just like oh my god like immediately demonizing this person it's like first of all if if it had been a white professor and if he had said he does co-creationally would it have received the same criticism you know but also like just on the topic of how like each drug has a different connotation in our society and how some are demonized more than others when like truly at the end of the day though they all serve more or less a similar function you know um and I'm not saying either that like drugs like heroin or meth aren't harmful or anything but really what I'm saying is that actually all drugs have the potential to be harmful. So it's wrong to, or I think it's wrong to come at it um, in a way of saying like some drugs are okay to do recreationally and others aren't when really they all have the potential of being harmful, you know? Um, personally, like genuinely personally, as a stoner, I do often think about what is truly like the line between like me smoking often because I like to do it and it actually being an addiction, you know? Um, And there have been times where I like, I mean, honestly, if if I'm being honest, I have to admit that like I do have a depending, a dependency on it to an extent. I don't think it's that. I don't think it's as bad as saying it's an addiction just because I can 
usually go a pretty long time without it. Um, and But at some point, I do start feeling the physical effects of going a long time without it. You know, like my body, besides me mentally becoming dependent on it in some ways, you know, either for anxiety, for helping me sleep, for helping me eat, stuff like that, my body has also like picked up on that if that makes any sense you know and it's just like why is it that mine is seen my addiction is seen as more socially acceptable than somebody who's dealing with like a heroin addiction maybe or like a pill addiction maybe you know um and it really just comes down to like we see some drugs as acceptable and others not um and it also comes down to functionality whether you're a functioning addict or not if you're a functioning addict if you can pay your own bill still if you can you know still go to work you still fulfill all your adult duties or whatever people don't give a single damn about what you do in your other time but once it starts interfering with your so-called adult duties then it becomes a problem once you know it starts affecting you financially then it becomes a problem for people um and that just points to also that it's about like trying to police the poor too you know because it's like just also like you know, on the topic of how, like, we give people who won't give um, houseless folks uh, cash because they're like, oh, well, they're going to spend it on drugs. Like, okay, like people have been saying, like, okay, you spend it on drugs, you know? So, like, why is it that people with money, people with financial stability are allowed to enjoy drugs recreationally or not even recreationally, even, like, have a straight up, like, problem but poor people are the ones who are constantly like vilified and punished for struggling with these issues especially when most of the time the reason why poor people (laughs) have these issues is because like they turn to drugs because there's no mental health resources you know they're they're working like 40 50 60 hour weeks and sometimes like drugs is the only way to get some peace of mind for like some time in the day you know um like so like what about that conversation you know how come it's never about that and it's always about like oh well why are people throwing their lives away doing drugs you know and it's just like you like this society literally puts people in a position where it's like they have to turn to substances that like create an alternate reality for them basically you know like that relieve them of like the pressures that they go through in this world for at least a moment you know um And uh, I had another thought earlier that I can't remember right now. Um, uh, Yeah, 
you know, just like on the topic of like being functioning or not as well. Um, you know, like, I don't know, you know, I just know people love to police what poor people do, what houseless people do, what mentally ill people do, all while not providing them with resources. Like, people, society as a large, loves to tell us how we should be doing things without even making sure we have the proper resources to do it that way, you know? Um, and that's just the part that's really frustrating when people talk about like drug addiction and drug use and all that, you know, um, because people don't ever, it it really never becomes about, um, why it is that people fell into that in the first place, you know? Um, and also like, This the the general current approach is just not helpful at all either. Like going at it, trying to like tackle somebody's addiction by approaching it in a way where it's like you're blaming them, you're placing fault on them, you're acting like it's their fault that they somehow brought this upon them- themselves. Like that doesn't help the situation either, you know. Like especially when at a certain point like it becomes like not automatic but like you know like your body like your body's just become dependent on it um and it's just like that that's something that needs to be addressed like it's not just like you can just it's something that you can just suddenly stop doing and like it's gonna be fine like no you could literally die from quitting cold turkey you know um and just yeah like it's just really exhausting to see who is given sympathy in the context of drug use and who isn't and we can all i as we all know too like that has a lot to do with race you know like white especially rich white men specifically are always given so much sympathy when they're the ones experiencing drug addiction but let's say it's like a black trans woman let's say it's you know like somebody who is like severely mentally ill like you know then all of a sudden like it's about destroying your life and like the the blame is on that person specifically and it's just like what like i just i don't know and and it's it's also very sinister because like i see it in everybody around us like we all kind of do it subconsciously it seems like sometimes because like i see the way people talk about certain things or like how people talk about um drug addicts being scammers you know or whatever you know and it's just like i don't i uh, as always just put portrayed i mean 
in this way that like makes them seem evil you know and it's just like honestly if we if society just took care of people people wouldn't feel the need to do certain things in order for them to survive you know and it's true that like we shouldn't that our survival shouldn't necessarily mean like we cause harm onto other people and that's okay but i just think it's interesting that like it's always about the second harm that's caused and not the first harm that's caused you know like what about the first offense like what about like the reason why this person is now in the position that they're in that's making them do these things that we look down on what about the first like thing that like you know what i mean like that's uh, like i saw this really other great tweet the other day that said like why is it always on the person that was wrong to be the bigger person and that's basically what we're expecting in these situations you know we're expecting poor people that we're expecting people who have been fucked over systemically for years to be the bigger person and to act better when people continue to fuck them over and like not support them you know so then it's like how come they have to continue being the bigger person that's just some bullshit to me i think but yeah I don't know. You know? Anyway, I think I'm going to just end this episode right here. Honestly, those two topics were pretty loaded. And I also kind of don't know what much else to talk about. Um, The only thing I want to like add in here to this episode, I guess, on the topic of weed. um, I did just want to talk about cbn for a second you know um cbn is one of the cannabinoids in the cannabis plants um and cbn is particularly good um as a sedative so you know it's really good for sleep um i kind of first found out about cbn i think like about a year ago, a little over a year ago now, you know, not until I started working in a dispensary, basically. Um, And honestly, it's changed my life, like, especially because, um, you know, as I've started smoking more and more regularly, um, it doesn't quite help with my sleep in the same way that it used to. Um, So now... I've been able to like start taking CBN for times where I'm having a hard time going to sleep or something, you know, and honestly, it works so well. Um, Some products better than others, obviously, like personally, my favorite are um, the wild gummies, Um, their elderberry flavor, I believe. And it's like, 10 milligrams of THC with five of CBN, I think, or something like that. I don't know, but it knocks me out, okay? Like, I am out for the whole night usually. Like, I also usually struggle with staying asleep more so than falling asleep, actually. 
But with these, oh my god, no, I'm out for the night. Okay, like I will not wake up until it's time for me to wake up again. And they're great. I love them. Highly recommend them if you live in California. Um, I don't know if other legal states have this brand. I think that they do because I've seen some brands be in other states. But if they don't, I'm sorry, but definitely look for products that um, have CBN in them. Okay, like CBN, a lifesaver, a life changer. Love it. Love her. She's my bestie. And yeah. Um, and yeah, that's my little recommendation to you. Um, if you want any help with sleeping or something like that. Actually something else not weed but there was the supplement that my mom gave me to try one time and it's called l l like the letter l okay l tryptophan um and i got it from like swanson i think is the name of the way like it's some vitamin site or something i don't know but that stuff actually really works it was really helpful um and like it takes a couple of days for it to actually start taking effect kind of but like i remember when i took it i there would be days where i didn't even need to take one because like it worked like so well in my system you know or whatever that like i just didn't feel the need to take it every day basically but just keep in mind um i don't know exactly what it is about this but it does um have an effect on your like serotonin levels or whatever so if you are an antidepressants you probably shouldn't take l-tryptophan um but yeah so i guess now is the end of my episode um again thank you so much to everybody who has listened already um thank you to everybody for listening to this episode i really hope you like it please 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 let me know how you liked it what you think i could do it better what you would like me to talk about next time you know i'm always open to suggestions um so yeah thanks again guys and see ya